everybody. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is episode 183 entitled Awakening to Adventures and Anniversaries. And uh, my name is Steve, but I am not alone. I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. It is. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you as well. Um, and uh, we'll be talking with Greg, as usual, but uh, but he's uh, unfortunately running a little late tonight, too. Um, but uh, we'll talk a little bit later about uh, future plans and everything, because we may be making some adjustments and everything that in our uh, in our schedule, our recording schedule to accommodate for, for all that and everything. Um, but we'll get to that later on the podcast. Uh, right now, we just want to thank you guys for, for joining us. We have uh, several people in the chat and uh, live chats. We'd love to interact with you guys uh, throughout the entire recording of the podcast. So if you are joining us um, live, make sure that you do. Uh, just toss all your, your ideas about all the stuff that we talk about uh, there in the chat. We love interacting with you guys throughout the, the entire show. But if you're listening later, that's okay. You can throw your, your uh, comments down there um, on YouTube or, or tweet us and you know Facebook us and all that other stuff as well. We're on all the social media. And you can also chat with us on Discord. We have a growing Discord and uh, Barry's been been like setting everything up, getting a lot of uh, developers in there. So if you want to chat with some of the uh, indie developers, we got some people in there as well that you can talk with about the who make the games not just who play the games and um yeah so it's a great site uh, all those links and everything are going to be on our show notes and the the description down below here on youtube and we would love for you guys to uh, to join in uh in the chat between the shows so uh let's jump in as always with what we've been playing lately uh Gre or barry not greg's not here yet uh <laughs> barry what have you been playing lately uh, well, since the last podcast, um, I finished Astral Chain, uh, at least as much as I'm going to. I'm not going to do all 71 of the files in the last, or 71 of the, the missions in the last file. Um, it just feels more like busy work at this point, but it is a fantastic game and definitely some uh, something I would recommend. Uh, if you like action games, you should try it. Um, then I had a little bit of time, and uh, we were talking in a previous podcast about the Mana series. And uh, uh, Steve, you actually talked about, you know, Final Fantasy Adventure, how much time you put into that. And I hadn't played that game in years since, since you know, the original and then the Sword of Mana. So I went back to it uh, and I went through. It took me a couple of days, about two days, and I, I beat it. And I forgot just how involved that game is for a Game Boy game. Like I had to look up a few things because there's a little bit of cryptic uh, early, uh, you know, translation uh, in that. But yeah, mm -hmm. it is a great game. It's something I definitely recommend. I definitely recommend the collection of Mana um, by far. If you like Zelda, if you like Final Fantasy, you, you should play this. But uh, so I went and did that, and that took me until Demon X Machina launched. So I was able to continue my demo file there, and and I'm only rank C at this point. I didn't get to play as much as I wanted, and I actually got hung up on a few missions. I'm actually hung up on a mission now involving a, a train. You have to try to protect it, and the enemies that are trying to destroy it are right on top of it, and it, it's it's one of those that I might have to grind a little bit, but. It is a lot better than I expected. Like, if you like action, you know, even if you're not really a big fan of mech games, just action games where you could fly in 360 degrees and, and blast things to bits, it's a lot of fun. I actually did some online, uh, which is uh, against the giant bosses with uh, four people total, and that was a lot of fun. Like, it ran smoothly. It was just cool to just have everyone do their own thing. There was, of course, no voice chat, and a lot of the people I was with were Japanese. But uh, it's definitely something I would love to play with some more, you know, you know, English-speaking uh, 
you know, people that I can actually say, like, oh, get on Discord or something and just coordinate some, some strikes. And I, it, it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, I put that on hold for Link's Awakening, which technically I could beat right now. I, I can just go right to Nightmare and beat it. I have 100% everything, except I'm still doing the Dompe's, uh the Chamber Dungeons. Uh, so I'm just trying to finish up getting the last of those uh, the, the stone slabs. I think that's 14 in all. I think I'm at nine. I gotta buy a few more from the shop. They're they're kind of expensive. So I'm just going through the dungeons now, the chamber dungeon now to to unlock all the slabs. But otherwise, 100 percent of it. Uh, just just mm, <laughs> yeah. perfect. We'll get we'll get into it a little uh, later. We'll get into on. that yeah, a little so, bit. But, a big um, big portion of our show today is going to be dedicated to Link's Awakening. Well, for yes, sure. that's that's just what I've done. Um, I've also, of course, Dragalia Lost. The anniversary, the one year anniversary, is this week. And uh, looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Uh, so I just just been everything they throw at us. I've been, been tackling, and uh, actually yesterday was the first day I completely did nothing in Pokemon Go. Uh, <laughs> did something today, but when I realized I didn't do anything, it didn't really hurt me much. Like it, it's just a chore at this point. And of course, I know if I don't mention it, Jakester will probably be like, "You didn't do it, Barry." But yes, of course, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV uh at this point uh the game that game's actually kind of in a lull i'm just going through dailies to level up other jobs uh, but that's usually what happens with mmos as an expansion and there's a little bit of a lull and then a, a patch and this new patch is going to bring in some near automata stuff so uh, it's probably going to bring a lot of members back uh, and ebb and flow of mmos the usual nice nice so I haven't read that much about uh, all the, but I, I know that there's some some issues around Damon X Machina. Like, what what are people having issues with, and do you agree with them? Like, I, all I know is that people have had some mixed reviews about the game, and, and and I feel like there's probably some some issues, but I haven't actually looked into it whatsoever. I uh, you know I haven't outside of like some some weird difficulty spikes, and a lot of that, I. If you've ever played any type of loot-based role-playing game, uh, if you you come to a point where a boss beats you, you usually have to go back and grind and get different loot or, or level up a little bit. And this game doesn't have level-ups in that sense. But you can replay missions as many times as you want. And when you beat uh, any other mech enemies, not like the standard drones, but the mech enemies, you can loot them and you could pick one item from what they have and they'll show you if something is new. And it's not guaranteed 100% every time. So like if a particular weapon drops from one enemy in a mission, you might have to run it a couple times to get it. But so if you just go mission, 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 you loot what you get, you might get lucky and you can keep going or you might hit a snag and say, okay, well maybe I'll farm and try to get some better gear, um, especially because there's multiple builds uh, with the actual armor. So, like, you can get more durability, but you're a little slower, or you could have more uh, land or air speed, but your durability is a little less. And it's noticeable. Like, if you have a speed build and you get hit, like, you could lose 60% of your life in one shot, whereas if you have a durability uh, build, you might lose 5% with the same hit. So it is noticeable. And, of course, there's different weapons uh, in addition to just, like, machine guns. There's, like, bazookas. There's different missiles. There's swords. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch. of a flamethrower. So if one um, setup doesn't work, you can just instantly change your, your gear setup and go back. So what people have a problem with, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I know the story is a little bit disconnected. I know it's um, it's a little hard to follow. 
it, it definitely has a good premise and there's a lot it's trying to say. Um, but honestly, I don't know what the real problem is with it because I'm having a blast. And it, it almost reminds me of a game, uh, this is going to date myself, a game called Forsaken. It was on the PlayStation 1 and the N64, um, which was kind of like... Like it had like a death battle mode and you were like this flying ship and instead of just an arena, it was it was a three dimensional arena, not just like three D like Mario sixty four running, but no like there's like rooms above you and rooms below you and you can literally just dive or go up and spin three sixty degrees while you're trying to do this death match. And it was a lot of fun. Um single player was it was also really good. Um so it kind of reminds me of that because hmm. sometimes enemies will go up or down and you could just, and you could turn on a dime. Like you, it's not like, you know, Star Fox, like an enemy gets past you, hold on, I got to do a U-turn or I got to take this big turn. Like you could literally just turn around and just attack. Hmm. Um, I, I honestly don't know. It's a lot of fun. And I think, cool. I think people need to try the demo. Like if you haven't tried it and you're like, see these reviews and you're like, hmm. Oh, I don't know if it's good or not. Try the demo. It, you, you get the first eight missions for free. And if you like it, you get the game. You could continue uh i don't know i really enjoy the game cool awesome um i do want to draw attention to uh to uh jakester in the in the chat um he said he's been streaming Link's awakening and uh xenoblade 2 and uh lego batman 3 so that's pretty awesome that uh you get some time with that and there uh, there was also another comment i i wanted to, to bring up uh, he, he called the old um so you know yeah i know i know i'm the, I'm the <laughs> oldest one here you know it's that's what happens. Uh, it's, actually, are you are you older than me? I I, I am. We are. Oh, okay. Okay. Eighty two. Eighty two. I was born in eighty two. Oh. Okay. Maybe not. You may. I don't my, know. Okay. My birthday is actually going to be right after the next podcast. Ah, yes. You got me by a uh, couple months. All right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so uh, so yeah, um, I have been playing. What have I been playing? Uh, I have been playing um, some Link's Awakening and everything. I have not uh, played nearly as much as as I had hoped uh, because, unfortunately, yesterday, uh, like in the afternoon, I was moving some wood and um, had a lot of like dust and uh, sawdust um, flying in the air. And uh, some of it landed in my eye, and I totally scratched my eye. And so the rest of all day yesterday, I was in such much pain, I couldn't look at anything or did anything. I was really bummed because I was hoping to spend some more time with Link's Awakening. Um, but there was no way. So I pretty much just laid in bed the rest of the time just trying to rest my eye and everything. Finally, like right now, I was actually not sure if I'd even be able to do the podcast tonight because um, even earlier today, I was like, oh, I don't feel very good. So so luckily, I'm, I'm doing well and everything. Um, so so glad I, I could, and, and maybe I'll get some more time with Link's Awakening um, uh, later tonight after the podcast. Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? I've been playing, uh, of course, Rocket League. Not as much as I would have hoped recently, because um, I've also been trying to get in some other time. I did uh, a review for Astro Bears um, on our site, so um, if you've not checked that out, uh, there was Astro Bears Party that released like two years ago. Um, and so Astro Bears is kind of like the update version of it. So if you have Astro Bears Party, you can actually uh, download with, um, <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, kind of like it, but not quite as painful as Tarn with the Bees. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I, 
uh, I play that a little more to get the review and everything done. Um, have you played Astro Bears at all, Barry? It's a uh, no. it's an interesting game. It's so it's it's basically like you know the old game of Snake. Yeah. And so uh, it's like Snake, but in a 3D environment, kind of like uh, Mario Galaxy. And so you're going around uh, these these spheres, and then you can either compete with other people or you can compete against uh, other people online. Um, not not like at the same time. You have to be local multiplayer, or you're competing uh, competing uh, for high score online, and that's it. So there's no like um, cooperative or competitive play online at the same time, um, which is basically means that the game is somewhat fun, but it's very very limited. But it's like seven bucks. So, I don't know. Um, so, my review basically says if this sort of thing, you know, if it really interests you, it's maybe worth the seven bucks. They're trying to get in the competitive scene and everything with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you don't have anybody to play locally with uh, with this game, it's, it's actually probably a waste of your time um, because there's very, very little you can do single player in this game. That so. sucks. See, I hate games like that. I, I like a good single player. Yeah. Uh, like I, I like multiplayer too. <laughs> but if a game doesn't have a good single player, to me, it, it's a coaster. Like at the end of the day, it's just going to be a coaster. Yeah, for sure. Um, another game I played. Uh, I, I downloaded this a while back. I think sometime earlier in the summer. I think because it was really, really cheap one week. Um, was called. It's called Transcripted. Um, have you heard of Transcripted at all? It is um, a no. very boring game. <laughs> It is so boring. Um, I I, I it recorded cheap. it. And I was like, oh wow! It's normally I think like seven ninety nine, um, but it, so I'm a big fan of twin stick shooters as we've talked about before. It's I love Geometry Wars and stuff like that. And so I saw that it was a twin stick shooter, and I'm also a fan of a match three games. And so this game basically puts the twin stick twin stick shooter and the match three together. It sounds interesting, and I felt like it was probably worth my two or three dollars or whatever I spent on it on sale. Um, no, no, it's like not very fast-paced at all. Like there's a storyline apparently to this, and I about fell asleep because it just goes on and on and on and drones on. The cool thing is it is voice acted, so they have they have voice like voices going on, but they're just like pictures on the screen when they're talking. But it is fully fully voiced. Um, but it's just it's it drones on and on, and I got bored and yeah. But I, I made it through like a few levels, and I was like, now nah, I'm moving on to back to Link's Awakening or something like that. So <laughs> um, so yeah, don't don't try transcripted. Uh, not very fun whatsoever. Um, but anyhow, so uh, Greg's not here, so we'll get we'll get his impressions of uh, what he's been playing recently when he gets uh, when he finally gets here. Um, but uh, before we jump into any of the main discussion points, all the news and everything tonight, uh, we want to wish a very happy birthday to Nintendo, celebrating 130 years. Barry, where do you hope to be in 130 years? <laughs> well, speaking of birthdays earlier, <laughs> realistically, I mean, I'm probably going to be six feet under like every <laughs> single person that is listening to this podcast in 130 years. Um, but the fact that they're 130 years old and that they, I think only like three quarters have posted a loss, which was during the, the Wii U days in 130 years is incredible. It's incredible. Like, this is a company that easily could be around another 130. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it's crazy to, and, and, and to see like where they come from over the years too, to like, you know, the toy companies and cards and all these different iterations that they've, they've uh, changes and stuff that they made over the years. And, and you've got a lot of it in, in your own house um, <laughs> of all the things they've made over those 130 yeah. years. Actually, uh, speaking of, uh, for the 130th, I thought I'd actually show something cool um, that I thought was really cool. Um, so this, this is actually really cool because this is from 1983 all right this is something created of course by the great and late uh gunpei yokoi uh you know father of the game boy the virtual boy the wonder swan um so this is a lot of people think like the game boy was actually the first uh system that actually linked together uh and and that is would be false because the first thing that actually was this which is Computer Majan Yakuman. Now, this was only released in Japan from 1983. This is a literally handheld game of Majan that they sold a link cable to. And uh, it, it shows it here. And uh, it is just really, really cool to see because this is only three years after the Game & Watch started. This is six years before the Game Boy would ever come into fruition. And unlike the Game & Watch, this never came to America. Uh, Majan is just not as big over here. Of course, but uh, yeah, I just thought this was just a cool little piece of technology, and and it's it's definitely early, you know, Nintendo getting into electronics. Of course, they did toys and cards and all this other stuff. So uh, yeah, I just thought I'd show that off for the 130th. Nice. That's really awesome. And uh, speaking of 130th birthday, hey Greg, I mean, what? No, that doesn't make <laughs> sense at all. It's not your 130th birthday, but hey Greg, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for recognizing my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you look so good for 130. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Greg, what? If I had a logo, just a number of times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. 130 years. Uh, Nintendo celebrating 130 years. Greg, what? Like, what's what's what are your thoughts about 130 years in business? It's obviously very incredible. I mean, there's not too many companies around that have made that accomplishment obviously since they weren't around that long since <laughs> a lot of the older companies have obviously gone under transition changed names and all that but that's still pretty awesome that there's a company today that's really been around that long and they've managed to stick through the times and change focus over time i mean obviously i'm sure you guys discussed how they started with cards and now they're in video games so it's like they've come quite a long way so. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, uh, Jakester mentioned that uh, he remembers his mom's friends would talk about playing Mahjong. Um, he still never got to play it. I've never actually played the real Mahjong. Like, I played the like the tile, like the matching thing that is like fake Mahjong, I guess. Solitaire. Mahjong like basically solitaire. solitaire, yeah. But I've not played like real Mahjong ever. Um, it it's, seems really it's complicated. complicated. Yeah. My grandmother played Mahjong with a group of other ladies till she was 90. Two years old, I think, or 91, 92. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's the key, uh, to, key to living long. Nintendo and your grandma. There you go. <laughs> well, see, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we have, like, poker over here in, in, in China and Japan. It's it's Mahjan. So it's the same kind of uh, popularity. Nice. Nice. And uh, we're also celebrating today is not only uh, Nintendo's 130th anniversary, but we recently celebrated uh, the year anniversary of Nintendo Online Service. So, 
Nintendo Online. It's had its ups and downs. Uh, we finally are, are getting, I think, most of the things that we were promised <laughs> at the very beginning of it, you know, a year later. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts about Nintendo's online service for this first year, Barry? Uh, I mean, I'm not unhappy that I, I subscribed for, for a year. I think that it definitely needs work. Um, games like Smash Brothers are prime examples of, of really needing work, especially with four people. Um, however, I, I mentioned earlier that I did Damon X Machina with four people or three other people and was smooth, was great, had a lot of fun. So I think it varies and I need a little bit more consistency. See, like this was okay down in the Wii U era or the Wii era because it was free online. But now that we're paying for it, it, it really needs to to be better in that regards. Um, the NES games are nice. Um, it took them a year to add Super Nintendo. Now it's more of a value. I'm glad they didn't up the price. I think if they upped the price, it would have been a harder thing to swallow. I am kind of mad that you can't... This is just like with their pricing plan, but I, you can't use the uh, the cards you get, like the, the 12-month subscription or Amazon giving you a 12 month subscription. You can't use that with a family plan. And, and I think that needs to uh, be fixed. Even if they said, all right, well, only six months with a family plan, like that would still be acceptable. But I think it's, it's kind of slapping the people with family plan in the face. Like, oh yeah, here's this great thing, but you can't take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And the people with the family plan are actually playing more than the regular subscribers. So why should we get punished for it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Greg, what do you think? I think it's definitely come a long way. I mean, as someone that didn't really even use it a lot in the first year, I mean, I certainly don't think I got my money's worth. But now that the games that I would be playing online, Mario Maker, <laughs> is there, it, it certainly feels like I've gotten a lot more value over like the last few months than I did like the entire year. So... Yeah, as Barry was saying, it started off pretty nice, or not, I guess, nice, but like it had like the NES games to kind of hold us over, and it seemed for a while they had a number of good ones, but then I feel like the games that have been added more recently are kind of tailored off in terms of quality and ones of people that would want anyways. So, but yeah, it's nice to have Super Nintendo, and hopefully we'll get Nintendo 64 next year. Mm, I don't know. Well, we be interesting. And then, then what happens to Doom 64? <laughs> well, I mean, Doom 64 wouldn't be there, just like Secret of Mana is not going to be on the Super Nintendo, and you know, because there's a collection already. And, and I true. mean, that's 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 fine. <laughs> just certain ones, certain ones get to get released on there, and other ones don't. You, I guess it's very similar. Man, one to six. Right, it's very very, very similar to, uh, to even like what the the Xbox and the the PlayStation offer, um, especially the Xbox uh, Game Pass and everything. Not all games are on there and and stuff. So it would be interesting to like see how it changes over time um, and everything. See to how see how frequently they add games. <laughs> yeah, especially now that they're doing it, not doing it monthly. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, Jake's are still bummed that they, there's not Earthbound on there. Um, I'm, I'm interested in what they do there. If they, if they ever release that on there, if that will be a, um, package a thing or a trilogy. Something. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into some of the news discussion and uh, and everything. Uh, we're gonna get into Link's Awakening um, later, so we're just gonna tease that just a little bit. We're gonna jump into some other a couple other uh, news pieces before we jump into Link's Awakening. And uh, so first of all, uh, the Switch Lite just came out the same day as Link's Awakening. Uh, so you can get your, your Switch Lite, you get your Link's Awakening, and you can go and play for like, what, four or five hours because the battery's longer and everything. Uh, did either of you guys pick up a Switch Lite at all? I'm seeing, I mean, seeing a head shaking from a uh, no from <laughs> both of you. Uh, neither did I, neither did I. Um, but uh, I, hear, I hear good things about it though. And I don't know, what do you think, Barry? I, I hear good things about it in terms of battery life, in terms of the screen resolution looks great because it's a little bit smaller, uh, that it's comfortable, that people are really enjoying it. But at the same time, I'm now seeing reports that this the left stick drift is, is still there. And it's a, more of a problem when it's on the Switch Lite because it is connected. And I've also sure heard people way. complaining about the D-pad. The D-pad is not really that great. And for games like, you know, Ultra Street Fighter 2 on the, the Switch, it, it's not really that great compared to, like, the Pro Controller. And that's a problem. Mm. That's unfortunate because I think the, the early first impressions that I was watching from people were saying that they felt like the buttons actually felt better than the Pro Controller. <laughs> The, but, the, uh, the regular buttons. The regular the buttons. D-pad. Man, that's too bad. The regular buttons are actually bigger. That's why. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Uh, Greg, why, why didn't you get one? <laughs> well, I already have this perfectly awesome uh, launch day system that does exactly what I needed to do. So, um, yeah, that's kind of concerning to hear if the buttons aren't uh, work or like jo- the Joy-Con drift thing is still ha- happening. That's not a good thing. It seems like they still haven't figured out that this is still happening for some people. Um, yeah, that's kind of a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's really too bad. And it kind of makes me makes me glad that I did hold off because watching a lot of the the early first impressions and all the unboxings and everything, I was actually really tempted because it looks like it's like great looking system and everything. If I do get one, I think I'm gonna hold off for for the Pokemon special edition um if i do end up getting one at all um I, it was cool to see that they you can use the same account on both um you can't play the games at the same time and you can't like um even if you play one game on one system you can't play any game um on that same account on the other system um but it is cool that they do have that and the the cloud syncing for the backups and everything seem to be working pretty well and so if you did want to have like one as a dedicated home console and you wanted to take one on the go um it seems like that's fairly possible um which is which is cool because that that was really surprising for me to to hear that that that's the case um which was one of the reasons why i was like maybe that it would be worth because it's smaller and it's lighter if it's my bag and i was like no 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 steve you don't need another switch <laughs> um but that that pokemon special edition one looks pretty sweet so i don't know so, are you guys going to be getting one at all? Yes, I have to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you got to get one for your, <laughs> for your handheld yeah. collection. You got to make room for that. Well, yeah, because Barry's museum, you know, he's got to have right. one of everything. <laughs> I do. I do. In fact, I got to. Thankfully, I haven't built the Nintendo display yet, but I do have the schematics, and I got to figure out if I can weasel and the Switch Lite in there now, because technically that counts as a handheld. That's true. That's true. Greg, right, do you think you're ever going to get one? Most likely not, I don't think, but 
I don't know. I don't really see a need to get one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Never say never. So it's it's true. Your daughter, get her once. That that's what I was thinking. Yep. Once your once your daughter gets old enough, she she needs her own switch, (laughs) (laughs) so she can play Paw Patrol and get better and then beat you. Yeah. Yeah, and on her own, yeah, on her own system. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think the uh, for a dedicated handheld system, it, it is pretty cool. Um, I'm glad they made it. Um, I'm still interested, of course, in, in the pro um, if it ever comes around or whatever. Honestly, the thing that I that I am tempted a lot by is buying the the new uh, switch that has the, the better battery life and, and everything too because mine's already cracked, you know, on the top from the overheating and everything and i would like i really like the idea of better battery life so i was like hmm if i'm gonna buy one i think i'd rather get the the red box edition of the of the new switch instead of uh getting a, a switch light so yeah that's probably what i would do if i wanted the better battery life i mean mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> Actually, you play on the go a lot docked. yeah <laughs> yeah for for barry it doesn't matter but for greg who plays mostly on the go that's that's it's pretty tempting i'm sure yeah, just not three hundred dollars something. <laughs> well, you like, can sell oh. your old one. Uh, all right, so uh, let's not move. After I transfer everything off of it, <laughs> that's true as well. Uh, let's let's move on uh, because uh, there was a we we talked about this I think on our on our last podcast right there was a really weird promo video that uh, Nintendo posted um, just a couple weeks ago and uh, just just before I think uh, our last uh, episode and uh, we had no idea what it was all about is some sort of ring attachment and there was like this leg strap and you put your joy cons in it not usable um, of course by the the switch light unless you want to get additional joy cons and attach it and then uh, and then we found out that uh, just uh, I think it was on the 12th I think it was October 12th that they finally released September. Uh, yeah, um, September 12th that uh, they finally released um, information. And um, all I can say is that they had some of the best actors in the world uh, showing off the uh, what we now know as uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Um, so I, I don't know if these people uh, have ever played a video game in their entire life um, or have they ever acted. Uh, but anyway, they... they uh, gleefully showed off a um <laughs> a kind of a fitness adventure game is basically what it is and uh so you you do use the two joy cons you put one in this ring uh you put one um in a leg strap on your left leg and you hold the ring and uh it's called the ring con and uh, you, it basically tracks all the, the force that you put on, on the, the ring and it tracks movement and you essentially go through um, an adventure game uh, with, with your ring con and your leg strap, and, uh, which is interesting that they didn't come up with a, you know, a special uh, you know, um, name for the leg, leg strap. Leg con or something, I don't know. The ring con and the leg strap, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so you can uh, jog in place and you can do yoga poses and you can uh, do different um, arm movements and squeezes and all these different things uh, as attacking motions uh, to progress through your adventure. So it's kind of like an RPG fitness game, um, which is really interesting but in spite of all the the bad uh, <laughs> way they showed it off and, and all this other stuff, it does kind of seem interesting. Um, leave it up to Nintendo to make a fitness RPG game that I am actually intrigued by and I kind of want to get. 
So, Greg, what do you think about all this? Because I know last time you hadn't got a chance to see the weird trailer, so did you get a chance to check it all out and you know what Ring, Ring Fit Adventure is all about? Yeah, I guess you weren't paying attention in our aftermath when I actually watched it, and I was oh, like, okay. oh, this, yeah. this reminds <laughs> me of a lot like the Wii Fit kind of first Right, edition. right, but, but you actually but you got a chance to watch the final product, right? Yes, I okay. did, yeah. Okay. yeah. I did watch their formal introduction and got to see that. Um, <laughs> Emmy award-winning actor. Still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen any more more people more uh, being able to act like that. But with all of that, an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know if it's something for me. I mean, I've been kind of contemplating it, but I never really played a lot of the Wii Fit games previously. But I don't know. It's something I might consider asking for for like Christmas or something, but it's not something I'm like running out to like, oh, I have to go get this day one. This is like the best thing ever. But I don't know. It was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's best way to sum it up. Really. I, I don't really know about this. October 18th. It's like right around the corner. It's going to be, uh, yeah. going to be here. Um, Barry, Barry, you getting this? I mean, I know you're getting it, of course, but are you excited about getting it? Actually, I kind of am. Yeah. It's weird. I, I showed this to my wife after I watched it, and and she's also very intrigued. And, and you know, who knows? This this could work. I mean, uh, this, this has me intrigued enough to at least give it a shot. Uh, now... By me saying that, that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to give it a shot on October 18th. <laughs> it means I hope to give it a shot at some point. She might play it before I do, in which case uh, I would watch her and at least, if anything, watch the game through her, mm -hmm. um, provided she even has time to play it. But uh, yeah, it, it's very intriguing. And surprisingly, the reaction has been more positive. Like, I totally expected, like, when, when Labo was shown off, like, the internet tore it apart. And when this was shown off, I'm like, oh, the internet's going to tear it apart. And surprisingly, they didn't. Like, people were like, actually, this looks kind of cool. You know, like, this is something different. Uh, leave it to Nintendo. I mean, that's why they've been around 130 years. They're constantly innovating. They're constantly giving us things we want before we even know we want them. That's <laughs> so true. They probably had some like analytics to see like which games and we fit were more popular than others, and then they might have been able to like, hey, well, the ones that kind of do this is a little bit played a lot more frequently than some of the other ones on here. So maybe that's why they decided to tailor it more towards an actual adventure game and such. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jakester's asking, what else is coming on on the 18th that you're going to be playing? Um, Barry's going to be playing Ice Age Scratch Nut Adventure. That's what he's going to be playing. That's also what comes on October 18th. <laughs> uh, you know what? My <laughs> wife loves Scratch, so who knows? That might be a competition. <laughs> Um, uh, man. Um, so, <laughs> so I think here's the thing though. I, I, I want to know, like, tell us in the chat, if you're listening live, you're watching live, uh, tell us after the fact on, 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 uh, social media, you can throw it in the comments. We want to know it, would it be worth, and I, I know people are going to be like, yes, because like, it doesn't have anything to do with this, uh, with them. But here's, here's what I'm wondering. Uh, Mickey, who started our site, Nintendo Fuse, uh, back as, as we Nintendo, um, so many years ago, back in 2006, uh, he started off with a, a Wii Fit 
uh, challenge. And then he, we did the we, you, we Fit You and all these different challenges over the years. And I want to know, is this a game that you think we should do some sort of like 30-day challenge with? And if we do, that's not just like you guys as listeners and watchers, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys go and do that and I'll, you just tell us how it all works out. I'm wondering if we should actually turn this into a community thing. Like com- together, those of us that get the game, uh, we actually say, you know what, we're going to dedicate 30 days to this and actually see how much how much fun we'll have with it, and if we can actually uh, get in better shape with it. What, what do you what think? What if we beat the game within 30 days? Yeah, 30 yeah, days. keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the mini-games, and you just keep going back and back to them over and over again. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Well, as I said, I might be looking for, to ask for it for Christmas, so if we're looking to do it right when the game launches, it might not be the time for me to do it <laughs> yeah honestly the best time to do it would be probably after the christmas season when <laughs> you know like luigi's mansion and pokemon like they're all out oh i was done. i was thinking you meant like after all the food we eat for christmas and everything <laughs> oh that works too <laughs> yeah. i'm talking when yeah that's yeah wall. yeah <laughs> yeah it's the uh it's the the time right after the new year's resolution that's uh we all do a, a we uh about <laughs> call it we um a ring fit adventure contest together for our new year's resolution on nintendo fuse we'll see we'll see how it goes so <laughs> but uh yeah it's like 79.99 i think is that is that what the the final price is it's going to be 79.99 so that's uh that gets you all the the two accessories and the game itself so uh yeah october 18th right around the corner um yeah let us know what you guys think about uh this and if we were to do some like community challenge um let us know if you would uh if you would actually participate um and uh and and let us know that'd be that'd be great uh all right let's move into the main event for today main event is legend of zelda link's awakening uh the remake they're just calling it link's awakening so it's kind of uh gets a little confusing um because we're not talking about the game boy game we're talking about the remake for the nintendo switch um and uh it's been on a whole uh what three days four days now if you count friday friday saturday sunday monday um so a whole like maybe 60 hours of of game if you played non-stop i guess um so uh so what do you guys think about the game so far let's talk about our first impressions kind of give just a a little mini review a little game chat um right here in the podcast so uh greg how much what do you think of the game so far I'm, i'm assuming you've actually got some time to play it Yes, I did. Okay. I okay. Was most I actually had fired it up today, but yeah. that's kind of beside the point. <laughs> Just but a little bit of time I did, with it. Yeah. I, I, I did get pretty close to about an hour or so of playtime in it. Cool. And the main thing off the top of my head is just like, my goodness, is it really beautiful? <laughs> like, I wouldn't, like, I still remember the initial reveal. I was like, I don't know if I really like that art style, but I think obviously since then it really grew on me, all the trailers and everything since and coverage. And then now like playing it, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like so beautiful. I absolutely love this. Hmm. And it was so incredible. I loved hearing like the Legend of Zelda theme, like right when you're like getting the sword and everything and adventuring in certain parts of the town. It's just so incredible. I've already done some of the play trendy games and won like the Yoshi doll and started the trade sequence and done some of the other things like around and just entered the first dungeon just as I was about to save to resume next time. So nice. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it for anyone that's never played it or anyone that just looking to replay it that played it on the original Game Boy. It's definitely a game worth experiencing. Yeah. 
And just get me me correct on this. You did not play it on the original Game Boy, is that right, or you did? I did. I did. Yeah. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did not play it originally on the Game Boy. I played it um, when they the Virtual Console versions. I did not have a, the original um, copy of it, but I played it since on the yeah Virtual Console. You didn't like it though. I did when... not. No. No. And I'll talk about I'll talk about some of those things in just a bit. But first, I want to hear your your first initial impressions there, Barry. Uh, how's how's it been going for, with uh, with your playtime? I mean, <laughs> I'll say this. The best thing about this game, in my opinion, is not the graphics, it's not the music, it's not the gameplay, it's not the dungeons, it's not the story. It's the fact that there are so many people out there that were born after 1993 that never got to experience this game. That maybe they started with Ocarina, maybe they started with Wind Waker or the Oracle games or Twilight Princess or even Skyward Sword or Breath of the Wild. And they never got to experience this game. And so many people, Ocarina of Time is the best. And, oh, Majora's Mask is the best. Or Wind Waker. Or, you know, Twilight Princess. Or, you know, to me, ever since 1993, uh, Link's Awakening has been my favorite. It has been my favorite over A Link to the Past, over the original, over every game that's come since. And I've played them all. Uh, And to see people talking about this game again and like oh my god this game is amazing this game is fantastic oh 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 like i'm having more fun with this than breath of the wild like it warms my heart because so many people did not get to experience this and yet it's it's a remake and they've added a few things um and it's a fresh coat of paint and it does look absolutely gorgeous but to see people getting to experience such a classic such a masterpiece uh, especially with a game that ha- the story of its creation is actually almost as interesting, if not more interesting than the actual game itself. And, and it's just, it's, to me, that is the best part. Just, you know, I love this game. I will always love this game. And it would be very hard for any Zelda game to top this in, in my number one. Even Breath of the Wild doesn't come close to the charm that this game has. And this version of the game oozes charm even more because of the art style. Um, but yeah, like like just booting up, just the only thing like there there are certain changes to the music. Uh, like right at the beginning, I was a little irked. Like right after the the CG cutscene happens, like it's very first off, it's very quiet. The whole CG cutscene is quiet. Like I know that was a stylistic choice, but I miss the mm. ominous tone of the music there mm. in the original. And then of course, when Marin is running across the 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 beach to Link. Uh, in the original, there's music building up to the Zelda theme, which is absent again. And like that was like the, my biggest negative is like when I was watching that, like, oh, come on, where's the music? Like, where's the music that should be here? But outside of that, uh, yeah, it, you need to play this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I uh, so I agree with all, all of you guys. What, what you said, like the, the music, the art style, the charm, it's all there. Um, I think one of the things that that I've noticed it's it's crazy like as I'm playing through like just the change of the art style from the old game is just so interesting because it's it's so familiar but so new at the same time and it's it's such a weird experience if you've never had that to to play the old and to see the new it's just it 
it's hard it's hard to explain what I mean by that, but I'm sure you guys like understand what I'm what I'm talking about. It's just it's so familiar but so brand new at the same time. And that's that's a really cool experience, um, just to be able to have that. And what I found myself, I don't know why, but I just I found myself realizing that I'm getting kind of confused between a link to the past and even a link between worlds in this game because of the similar art style. It's not exactly the same, um, but it's closer to the a link between worlds a little bit. So I'm like I get confused like where things are and I keep forgetting like oh that's what we nope that's the different game because um, it's it's similar enough where I, I keep I keep getting lost I think in that um, but that's just my own problem it has nothing to do with the game itself it's just my own problem um, more probably because I'm more familiar with those other games and I actually do like them better um, contrary to, to Barry but uh, but here's here's one thing so so uh, those of you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you know that I, I didn't like the original control options and there were limitations for the Game Boy, I understand, but I still didn't like it. So uh, so I like that you can have the, your sword and your shield already on you. It's always there. I like how you can assign two buttons um, to things. And I like how um, you can lift objects and all that stuff. I like all those things. Like when you run into a rock, no longer does it tell you you can't lift this right now. I love that. I love that they changed all that. But why do I have to get a stinking dialogue box every time I get an acorn or one of those other things? Every time it has to tell me what I get again. And like by the 17th millionth time, I figure, I know this, this allows me to be a little stronger. I know this allows me to not get damaged as much. Why do you have to tell me every time I pick it up? That's my one complaint about it. I, the, all the music stuff that you told me about, like, I'm okay with that. I don't know why I need to get told about every single time I pick one of those things up. <laughs> it, it's, it, it is a, that's a nitpick if I've ever heard a nitpick. <laughs> I mean, it is, and I can get through the dialogue box faster than, than I could before, which is nice, but still, every time. And it's a nitpick, but it, it is annoying. Um, it's not stopping me from playing it. It's not stopping me from enjoying it, um, but it is annoying. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's my, my one complaint. You, you don't like the music transitions and stuff like that? I don't like that, uh, that you have, I have to get a dialogue box every time I pick one of those things up. So, anyway. So where where are you now, Steve? Um, I'm about three hours in. I've been taking a little more time with it. Um, I think I just completed the third dungeon, um, which is actually I'm how, right on par where Jakester is as well, actually. How how far did you get in the original before you? Um, I was probably around the let's see. I can't remember because it's been several years since I played it, but I I did I didn't complete it, but I think I was around maybe the fifth or sixth dungeon. I think um, in the in the original, yeah. So I, I spent a good good amount of time with with the game. Um, I didn't give up like after you know like thirty minutes into it or anything like that. But, yeah. See the one one thing that I hope isn't lost, and I, I'm sure it will be because it's just nature of time, uh, is the reveal at the end. Um, and the emotional impact that this game has. Mm. Um, and, and if you've been spoiled and you know what happens, I'm not going to say. But if you don't know, and, uh, and I don't even know if you know, Steve, but if you don't know, don't spoil it for yourself. But this is the, I mean, it's the equivalent of like watching Sixth Sense mm. in a sense right now. The odds are there's been a meme about it or you've heard, 
what happens and it, it ruins the whole experience in a sense mm -hmm. as opposed to oh i'm gonna go in this fresh and blind and it, i don't know if you know the, the the ending of this game at all or if you know anything about it steve mm -hmm. um but but if you don't if someone like has going into this blind they're gonna get a better experience than someone who knows what's going on yeah yeah i actually wish that i didn't know it um, and I don't know all the details surrounding it, but I know like the big thing and I, and I wish that I didn't because I think I probably, I would enjoy it more. Like I, I, I'm kind of, um, I am a little envious of those people that, that don't know it. It's kind of like when you go into, uh, Star Wars and being able to watch the original films and, and not know like the big reveal there. Yeah. Um, like, but now knowing it, Greg doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Oh, I know the big reveal. That's been buried like a thousand times. I know. I just figured I'd get another dig on, on you because you haven't watched Star Wars. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. I wish I, I'm I'm envious of those people that that are able to play through this and don't really know um, how it's going to end um, because that that would be really cool to experience that for the first time. So. Yeah, it, and it's it's definitely one of the. Uh, one of the things that pulled me to this game more and the the interesting thing like as you play this game the characters all have personalities the characters they're not just static in one position here they are like you beat a dungeon you come back they're in a new place they're in a new adventure they're living their lives doing their own thing they're they're moving about they're actually moving between villages in, in on on the island and they're 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 they feel like Majora's Mask obviously did it too, um, but that that came later. But very few Zelda games really have that. They, there's some time. Breath of the Wild had some time with the characters, but they they had their routine. It was the same thing always. Like you start Breath of the Wild, you you go to like uh, Kakariko Village, an NPC is going to take the same path pretty much. Then as you know, as opposed to when you're 300 hours in and you come back and they're still doing the same path. Uh, unless there's something story related, um, this is something different, and and especially when you factor in that this is a Game Boy game. Uh, like I was talking earlier, and in a game is for the Game Boy. A game is a side project. It didn't have a three hundred million dollar budget. It was a it was a passion project. It really shows, and these NPCs are some of the best in zelda history which is why some of them actually got you know uh honored by bringing being brought, brought back sort of in uh in ocarina of time with talon and malin mm -hmm. uh, versus baron and Taren. um it's just yeah even the owl mm -hmm. you know you know in ocarina of time is clearly um brought from from link's awakening yeah yeah, I love that. That is the charm of this game. And I think um, people that are I almost kind of feels very similar in a, in a way to the charm of, of a game like Super Mario RPG. 
um, where it's just like so much charm in that game, and and that's one of the reasons. In addition to the gameplay, in addition to in addition to the story and all that stuff, just the charm that pulled people in. Um, I feel like Link's Awakening is very much like that, and this one um, just takes that original thing and just and heightens it, especially with the 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 graphical style and and all the upgrades to the, to the music and everything. It just really draws you in. Um, Greg, are are you liking this more than uh, the original, or about the same? What's your thoughts uh, about the comparison? I seem to be liking it more because I mean it's been pretty much since like <laughs> that like it's been a good I don't know ten fifteen years or whatever since I played the game so like I haven't been super familiar with like the memes or anything so I don't think I'm I probably don't recall the ending as much as I think I do so I think I'll probably still get that kind of shock like when I once I get there so. I obviously know the heads up not to really be looking into it as much, but I have really been enjoying it though. There are parts of the game that I really remember, like the like just playing that stupid trendy game. That's really fun how they <laughs> kind of redid some of it. So oh yeah, yeah, um, they've added too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've added quite a bit to this game. Yeah. And I think that's that's been cool too, because because I don't know about the original. I didn't I didn't finish it, of course. Um, but I feel like the original didn't really have a whole lot. Like I'm sure you, you could play replay through it and everything, but they added a bunch of replayability to this this version of it. Like there's a lot more to go back in there and to 100 percent and everything it involves a lot more, and you're getting additional things, and and that's that's a really cool addition. So it's not just a, a rehash of the game with just updated graphics and music. It's it's almost like they they've taken it in like an enhanced definitive edition of it or something like that well yeah i mean i think they had to make sure there's plenty of content to justify <laughs> like the remake of it so mm-hmm. yeah for sure well it's like like for example uh all three mini games in in this have been expanded upon the, the trendy game uh has the new statues added to it uh which some of them are a pain to get and there's new rewards to it the raft game has not only the standard game, but there's also a race mode where you can race to the finish and the fishing game, the fishing game used to be just this little fun little thing on the side. There's more to it. There's multiple lures. There's the three total lures you could switch between. There's multiple fish. Like, like the original is two fish, two fish. That's it. (laughs) And and, well, two different types of fish. Now, it starts with two different types of fish, but there's five different types of fish. And some of them are actually cameo fish from other Nintendo properties. Uh, and it's just really cool to see uh, that they you can literally sit there and fish all day, and it's, it's just a fishing game. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Chamber Dungeons, which which I'm working through now, and that's a whole new can of worms, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the chamber dungeons because I I have not um, explored any of that yet. Um, I I've left alone. I want to make through the through the actual game and everything first and make that my priority. I've heard some mixed opinions um, and everything uh, about about that. Um, so I'm I'm assuming Barry of the three of us, you're probably the one that spent the most time uh, with that. Um, Greg, I'm not even sure if you got to a point where you you can. Um, interact with with that portion of the game yet. Um, so so what what's your opinion about uh, about that mode now, Barry? Um, I can see the positives and the negatives. I'll say that um, the negatives stem from mainly I'd say repetition. 
Hmm. And what I mean by repetition is, you know, you'll have the same tiles over and over and over again if you choose to. Now, the way it works is when you first get to um, be able to do that, he takes your memories of the dungeons you've completed and composes tiles for them. Um, assets from each of those dungeons. This includes all nine dungeons. A colored dungeon is included. That includes the bosses, that includes the entranceways, that includes different different rooms throughout the dungeon. Um, every room, pretty much, is counted for. Now, there's additional rooms as well. The additional rooms come from a multiple ways. One, there's 14 of them to find in the game. Some of them are bought, some of them are won in the games, some of them are rewarded for doing certain tasks. Um, I'm not going to get into how to get them. Uh, some of, uh, there's also the amiibo. The amiibo will unlock uh, some of the... Uh, this little cute little amiibo right there? Yes, that's one of them. Oh, he's so um, great. He is. <laughs> Um, that will unlock them. And then, of course, what, what happens when you get to that mode, they'll give you some challenges. He'll be like, all right, and the challenges are really a bunch of tutorials. But when you complete them, he'll give you a new tile. Um, so there's tiles to unlock as you go through the challenges. The challenges do get progressively harder. Uh, and there's rewards for each and every one of them uh, as you do. Um, so it's like Mario Maker, kind of like how when you start off your bare bo bones with what you can create, and then you have to go through all these tutorials, and when you finish it, you have all this available to you. At least Mario Maker 1, I should specify. Mm. Mario Maker 2 had a few things that were unlocked. Um, so I think when everything is unlocked, um, it's more fun versus, oh, I'm just... I'm pretty much working to unlocking things mm. but there are some cool effects you can do um like the, the that link amiibo will give you the dark link effect mm -hmm. um but there's some where you can make a room rain rupees if you want or you can make one like rain bombs instead uh and there's different effects you could put into any of the rooms to to change it up uh you can actually make some money you can make a bunch with treasure chests and then they the, the game seems to know like oh you're probably doing this to make money so we're going to troll you and this chest is going to give you one rupee while the next one's going to give you 50. uh nice. so it, it is kind you of you get fun. to keep all that then you make it there yes oh yes. Okay. you get to keep every chest everything you walk away with um so and you do get a free like people were like like when they saw saw the first thing like oh it's a heart like oh that's all you can do like no you can actually do a free creation mm. um but there's there's challenges as well as you go through so i do recommend going through the challenges to unlock all of them i forget what the total number of chambers is i think it's like 193 i think after mm. everything's said and done 193 different chambers uh and if, i think the effects also count in that but uh yeah it's a lot I mean, yeah. when you factor it in, there's a lot to, to do. But after a while, you're going to see the same ones. And there's obviously easier paths. You know, stuff from, like, the first dungeon will be easier than stuff from the eighth dungeon. Mm. Uh, I don't know if if um, the final boss is included in this. I, I did not... Purposely, I did not go to the final boss yet. I just want to go through all these challenges and do all I can before I do it. Because I know I can go there and I could, I could be done with the game and... and three minutes right now yeah um i just want to uh i want to see what happens with this first beforehand yeah. but yeah it's it's a lot i have a feeling the final boss will be included uh I, I don't know i didn't read anything but i have a feeling it will be that's cool so i mean so so what you played i mean i i've been hearing a lot of different things is it it's not necessarily mario maker like for like zelda dungeon maker sort of thing because it doesn't have the exact same 
sort of layout and and the abilities and all that stuff like that but is it is it close enough could you say that or i think it's close yeah i again i think i think the the negatives are all the rooms are pre-made and they're all rooms that you've already been through so if you play through the game and you're going through you're like oh i already know what to do with this room oh i know about the hidden stuff with this room and obviously you can't do as um like like i don't want to spoil anything but there's there's a couple dungeons that are get really involved um that really make you think outside the box and as far as i'm aware you can't do things like that hmm. um you're and, and ro- rooms can still have bombable walls and keys and all that stuff and and you can choose which staircases connect to each one i mean it is definitely the prototype for a zelda maker hands down yeah. uh zelda maker would be very involved in, in truest because each room then you would be able to 100 percent customize hmm. and that would be a lot of work to customize every one of these rooms so these are just templates done for you um, obviously the sharing is kind of negative. You can't share online, uh, which would be wonderful, but yeah. it's, it's certainly a good proof of concept. And considering that this is all superfluous to the rest of the game, mm. you don't have to do this at all. You won't have all the hearts. You won't get all the seashells, but you can still, um, play through the game and enjoy the game and, and never touch this. So the fact that this is a bonus mode on top of it makes it great. If they release this just as a standalone $60 dungeon maker and it just be exactly this, I think people would feel ripped off and I probably would feel ripped off. But being that it's just an additional add-on to an already amazing, amazing game, it's a bonus in my opinion. Okay. Greg, if they if they took this as a prototype... And they they said, you know what? We're going to learn some stuff as this add-in thing for Link's Awakening. And we're going to take that and we're going to blow it up and make a full-blown dungeon maker for Zelda. Do you think it'd be a bit as big as, as Mario Maker, in your opinion? <laughs> I definitely think so. I mean, there's always a place for like user-created content-type games. And I've seen lots of posts of people asking more for Zelda Maker. I mean, even with the first game, you saw lots of people making like Link-style dungeons using the Link Mario costume, like the costume. So I do think that there's a place for it as long as it's done right. I mean, I haven't seen the mode yet, but I read like the interview on it, and it, Miyamoto really wanted like a Mario Maker like element added into this game, and. So I think that's definitely the way of testing the water, much like uh, the Captain Toad levels in hmm. um, were led to that individual game there. So yeah, that's true. That's that's a that's definitely a, a good point. And I think, and like you said, Nintendo has been you know they they do have a history of doing this every once in a while, throwing an extra mode in there to kind of test the waters and see how it does. And uh, and maybe they uh, maybe they'll release a, a more more full-blown version um of of the game over in in the end um i do want to bring out one one of the comments uh jakester made in the in there it says uh in the chat it says um you know what i think is really interesting is that they make the bosses have characteristics uh and personalities like no other zelda game and uh that's so true like like there there's so much more they're not just a static boss in this game. There, there's more personality. There's, I think, it comes back to that charm. Uh, the comment I was making earlier is like, there's so much more um, to the characters and everything like that in this game. Um, Greg, have you have you noticed that? And it, has it made a difference with the the new graphical uh, 
capabilities and everything at this one? Yeah, I mean, I talked to like a lot of the villagers, and you could definitely see that everything is really like flushed out, and all the characters were like, like all had like a personality and everything like that. So, yeah, that was definitely very good to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's probably safe to say, as far as our recommendation, I think all of us would highly recommend this game. Um, whether you played the original or not, um, it's definitely worth getting um, again, or maybe for the first time. Um, if you have played it, we'd love to know what your guys' thoughts are as well, so um, make sure you toss those down in the, the comment section down below, or uh, or tweet us, or share your in Discord about your thoughts of uh, about... Um, Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Um, any any final thoughts or anything uh, about this game before we before we move on and, and wrap up for this evening? Play this game. <laughs> I can't wait to play more of it. Yeah, <laughs> to play it tomorrow. So for sure, I'm so glad my eye is doing better so that I can actually see the screen and and play more of it for sure. Um, Jakester says it's a great game. So there you go. Done. Buy it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Either. Physical for to make uh, Barry happy, or you can get the, uh, the 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 digital version. Don't tell him I told you to. Um, but uh, Steve so you could get, get the, sle the, the sleeper book. edition. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You could get that. Yeah. Um, and that and Nintendo America actually put that out for us. Huh? Yeah, they Nintendo America did. put that out for us. Except <laughs> I still ought to order the European one, which should be here tomorrow because they got a better edition. Yeah. That is true, but I, I I think I mean the game is great, but this this amiibo is I think this is one of my favorites, maybe my favorite amiibo that they have put out. He's he's adorable, and it's it, like they're getting closer and closer. I feel like to the the amiibo uh, prototypes that they put out in the very beginning when they showed us like what they could look like, and then they like backed off the production value. Um, I feel like they're now getting close to what they actually were in those prototypes now. You know, what's interesting is with all the Zelda Amiibo that they've put out, they put out a lot of different links. And this is the first time that A Link to the Past, Link's Awakening Link gets, a, gets an Amiibo, which is great. It just adds to that list. Totally. Or or Oracle games too, if you believe the true timeline and screw Nintendo <laughs> retconning it out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> Doesn't make uh, any sense. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's that's all for our main discussion today. Um, we have a couple things still to, to talk about, um, but before we before we wrap up with our final discussion points and everything, um, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and also remind you to uh, subscribe, hit the bell uh, to be alerted every time we post a new video here on YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe on your podcast apps of choice. Um, you can also share this with other Nintendo fans. That'd be awesome uh, for you to just kind of get the word out there that we have um, uh, this podcast and we have a lot of other videos and, and everything here on our Nintendo Fuse uh, YouTube channel. So make sure you do get the word out and that'd be awesome. But also what would be awesome is if you join us on social media and Discord. We love talking with you guys. We love hearing about um, your thoughts about these games and all the Nintendo news and things like that. So make sure you join our Discord and follow us on social media so that uh, you can join that conversation in between episodes. Um, we do have our next episode, before we get in our final uh, topic, um, we do have our next episode is going to be our big 10th 
year anniversary. So Nintendo celebrate all these anniversaries this time. We're actually celebrating a big anniversary. The Nintendo Fuse podcast is turning 10, actually just in a few days. We're going to celebrate it on our October, our, our next uh, podcast. That's either going to be on October 7th or 8th. We may actually be switching uh, days that we record to Tuesdays. Um, so actually, uh, we, we probably get to make the decision um, really, really soon, but we would love to hear your comments about that. So toss it, that in the chat and the, and the comments and everything. Um, what are your thoughts about if we were to switch to a Tuesday um, recording time, would it be okay with you? Would that mess with your schedule? Or you're like, hey, I don't really care. Just, just record it and get it to us. Um, so we'd love to know your thoughts about that as well. But anyhow. Let's let's talk about what we're look excited about over the next couple weeks. I know we're going to be playing more Zelda: Link's Awakening. I know we're going to be playing. At least I'm going to be playing some more Rocket League. Um, but what else are you guys excited about playing? Um, let me run through some big big games that I that I just want to draw your attention because I know Barry Barry just like gets whatever games show up on his doorstep. Um, he didn't know when they're coming out half the time. He's just like, hey, they're all coming to me. Just just bring them all. I'll get them eventually. Um, but uh, some big games coming out even tomorrow. Um, Dead by Daylight and uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 is coming out tomorrow. Um, 25th is Mario Kart Tour on mobile devices. Uh, and then September 27th, we got FIFA 20, the Legacy Edition. I just wanted to point that out because I just wanted to make fun of uh, EA one more time. Legacy Edition, are you kidding me? Anyhow, um, also on September 27th, uh, maybe the better thing that's releasing on September 27th are four, count them, four Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest games. We're getting, of course, 11S, Echoes and Elusive Age Definitive Edition one of the longest titles ever, uh, but we're also getting Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 all on the same day. Um, October 1st, we're getting Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition. I know that there's some big fans of the Sniper Elite series. Um, Ghostbusters Remastered is coming on October 4th. Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, something I'm looking forward to on October 8th. And Asphalt 9 coming over from mobile. Um, Asphalt 9 Legends is coming out for free on October 8th. Um, so maybe some of those games, maybe some other ones that you're excited about. Uh, Barry, how about we go to you first? What are what are you most excited about over the next couple weeks? Uh, well, obviously the, the biggest title will be definitely um, Dragon Quest XI for me. I absolutely love the demo. I played through to completion. I can't wait to go back to, uh, to that save file and continue because it's just starting to get good and it's like oh end of the demo i'm like no so um yeah that's another one like if you are on the fence or you never played a dragon quest game before you're not sure if you like it play that demo it's eight hours long that's that's more than enough time to know whether you'll like it or not and if you do like it again the save data will carry over my favorite absolute favorite kind of demo um another game i'm really looking forward to which comes out tomorrow and it was not on your list steve not on your list is ai uh the summonum files right um that's done by the uh the team behind the zero escape series which i absolutely absolutely love i think that's one of the greatest game series out there in terms of storytelling and i'm really looking forward to diving into this i don't know if i'm gonna try to complete it before dragon quest or if i'm just gonna try and save it for after um because there's still some other previous games I wanted to go back to, like Oni, uh, Oninaki, which I didn't get a chance to do. Um, so those are probably the two absolute biggest games like on the list. Dragon Quest, 
uh, one, two, and three. Of course, great games. Uh, I played them originally, and uh, I'll be getting the physical when it comes over because there is an Asian physical. Uh, ukulele, the impossible layer, also looks amazing. I'm really excited for that one, and uh, and I'll, I'll probably mess around with Dragon or the Mario Kart Tour. Uh, will it pull me away from Dragalia Lost? I doubt it, especially since two days later is the one-year anniversary, and they're they're planning a bunch of bunch of stuff. Um, but I got it pre-ordered, or you know, so it's gonna mm-hmm. appear on my phone out of nowhere. <laughs> so I'll be like one of those. Oh, let me try this. I I'll see how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna pop up no matter what. I I'm I'm realizing I was looking at the Nintendo's website. It doesn't didn't have AI listed, and that's why I was like, how did I forget about this game? It wasn't in their uh, the list that's coming out on September twenty fourth. Which is weird because it's coming tomorrow. That's weird. That is really weird. <laughs> In fact, I got my shipping confirmation already. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Greg, what are you uh, what are you excited about over the next couple of weeks? Definitely all the Dragon Quest games. <laughs> you play so, all like, of the Dragon Quests. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've they didn't do one, two, and three on the 3DS here, so it was like I was kind of bummed that I didn't get a chance to play those. Um, so definitely excited to pick them up on Switch now. So I'm very glad that they localized them. I was like researching like how to, like am I going to take order this off Play Asia? Am I going to be able to buy it like from the Japanese eShop? And then right when I was getting all that stuff figured out, I saw like a thing come up saying like oh like oh they're releasing them here in the North America. And I was like yes finally. So definitely Get the excited. Physical. Get the physical. <laughs> I don't think they're releasing physical here, are they? Not here, but in Asia, and it's in English. <laughs> Nice. <sighs> <laughs> Own physical. It's worth it. <laughs> hey, uh, Barry, I just want to let you know. I'm going to interrupt uh, Greg for a second. I just wanted to let you know, because to make uh, to help you sleep well at night, I uh, I did pick up the physical of Link's Awakening. Here it is right here. So, yeah. <laughs> There's there, there are certain games, and, <laughs> and Greg and I, I think, uh, share mostly the same opinion on this. There's certain ones that we need to have physical with, but a lot of them are digital. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing is because I wish they would do one for here in North America because I, I, I do have um, four, five, and six, all f- and nine, all physical. Um, you have seven and eight as well, right, on the 3DS physical? Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I do seven and eight. Yep, I forgot about so, those for a second. So yeah. you need to have one, two, and three physical. <laughs> I'm assuming you're getting eleven physical, so you have the whole set physical. Yeah, that's why they need to release like a North American <laughs> version. I want to pay like a hundred dollars or something for them to ship it over. It's, it's just not that bad. But Square Enix hates America. Oninaki even got in the European store. The Square Enix European store was like, "Hey, that we have a we have a version over here, three thousand copy limited." And I emailed them. I said, "Hey, how can I purchase from your store?" Because Square North America doesn't give a crap. And they told me, "Buy it from a scalper. We don't ship to America. <laughs> Buy it from a scalper." <laughs> What? Square doesn't care. No, not at all. Wow. So, I mean, I do have one and three physical on the NES, but... Yeah. You could have them on the Game Boy Color as well. They put them at least three. They definitely did three physical on the Game Boy Color. There you go. You can get your collection on the Game Boy Color. (laughs) You'd buy those from a scalper probably now, too. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But probably the only other one on the list I would be looking at is Mario Kart Tour. I mean, I've heard pretty negative things about it but i'll mm-hmm. still want to check it out being a mario kart fan and hey it's free see yeah <laughs> so greg did you did you uh are you getting dragon quest 11 
Oh, definitely, yes. Did you play the demo? No, I just want to go into it blind and do it awesome, like full well, on. That's what it is. The demo is the game. It's the first eight hours of the game. You just played it. It's not. <laughs> it's literally the first eight hours, and you can, you know, you can start it now. Like after Link's Awakening, you could start it in advance. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> only four days away, and I can probably yeah. just play. <laughs> see how much of Link's Awakening and get done before then. Yeah. Oh, you'll finish it before then. <laughs> it's not a terribly long game. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> four days sounds like a lot of time, but that's only like four <laughs> it's hours of it's, time. It's a lot of time you can play in Link's Awakening instead. So. You can play portably. Come on. You play on the commute. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like four hours of correct time. <laughs> like over four oh, days. Would you rather, here you go, Barry, would you rather him play Dragon Quest Eleven demo or Xenoblade? Oh, that's an easy option. <laughs> Xenoblade, of course. Oh, there you go. Okay, Xenoblade. Uh-huh. Greg, no, no. <laughs> sure. We Xenoblade have their decisions. Awakening. <laughs> Link's Awakening. See? Ooh, wow. That's, All right, then a, I'll take that recommendation. I'll play Link's Awakening. It's going to be an interesting uh, <laughs> game of the year stuff this year, for sure. Uh, I'm interested to see how, how Barry's list eventually shapes out. So. Got a couple months. There's still more things coming out. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, let's see, what am I excited for? Um, I, I'm going to get, of course, Mario Kart Tour. Um, it's it's Mario Kart. It's free. It's on mobile. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much. I still think it's weird that it's vertical. That's so odd. But I'm like, I want to... Yeah, whatever. Um, but maybe I'll enjoy it. Who knows? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to... I'm planning on, as soon as I, I get done with a, a good chunk of of link's awakening and, and check out the uh, the demo of of dragon quest because i haven't yet um but I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out and um yeah i love the fact that you can play eight hours of the game to decide like i'll, I'll definitely know by eight hours in if i want to pay a full price of this game or not that's that's so awesome to which is also a testament of how much game time is in the full thing if eight hours is free <laughs> like it's <Yeah>. crazy <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I said earlier to Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, I was excited about the first one, but I never even actually got it. Um, but I, I think I really like the, the graphical style they went with the 2D, um, kind of like Donkey Kong Country. I think I'm going to enjoy that, that game a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably download Asphalt 9 Legends because it's also free and hey, why not? Free game. Um, but we'll see how that goes. So... All right. Well, that brings us to a uh, uh, the end of another amazing podcast. Episode 183 is in the bag, and 184 is coming in just a couple weeks again. Uh, we'll stay tuned to our social media, stay tuned to our Discord and uh, and our site and everything, and we'll let you know um, if we're actually going to be shooting for Monday or Tuesday um, recording time for that. So that'd be either be on October 7th or on October 8th. Um, and uh, we we're going to have uh, some special guests that day, um, and uh, we got some some different things planned. I won't spoil anything or anything uh, that kind of gives away what we're doing, but I do want to say uh, make sure you are tuned in, um, especially if you've been a longtime listener and viewer of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. You'll definitely want to make sure that you are uh, tuned in for episode 184. Um, but... Until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for for chatting with us tonight. Thanks for uh, talking games, Barry and Greg. It's always great to uh, to chat uh, about Nintendo with you guys. Always a pleasure. Yep, agreed. Always great. Yep, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.